Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to uplevel your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. I am incredibly excited for today's episode and I just had to hit the record because we were already talking and sharing so much goodness that I'm like, it's time to start sharing. My today's guest, AC Brown, it's absolutely incredible human being. She's such a lighthouse. And if you're not following her on Instagram, you will do it right after today's episode because her light and her gifts are truly impacting the world. And she is right now doing it through human design and hand in hand with astrology too. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. So excited to have you. It's like I was telling you before we started recording, I was stacking your work and I just love your mindset and your energy and how much goodness you're sharing with the world. So before we dive in and we will talk about how you're impacting the world and how can people change their own world. I ask you about what is your favorite place in the world? And you shared with me that it was Spain and Tenerife. So if you're open to it for just a moment, what I would love for you is to just close eyes, just for a brief moment and take a deep breath and relax your shoulders, let go of the heaviness of the day and all the work and all the struggle and take a deep breath and imagine that you are walking on a beautiful sandy beach of Tenerife. It's a beautiful morning and the sun is shining. You can see the palm leaf trees just moving briefly and the birds are chirping and you're smiling ear to ear because you are feeling so free and so good. And as you are walking on this beautiful beach, you just sit down to look at the stones around and you start building like a little tower with the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful stones. And as you're playing with the stones, there's a one little girl running around and she was collecting the stones and she's looking at you and she's looking at your collection and she comes to you a little bit shyly, but then you smile at her and she smiles at you and she says, who are you? What is the one thing you would love this little girl to know? Not what do you do, but who are you? Wow. Well, I would say to her, hi, I'm AC Brown and I am a light 
and I'm going to help you shine. That's what I would say. Wow. (laughs) That it's so beautiful that it's so beautiful and you're truly doing it. You know, you're truly doing it. AC. like you truly give other people permission to shine, to be themselves. And, you know, I'm all about being unapologetic. And very often we are dimming our light because we are comparing ourselves with other people around us and trying to check off, you know, of the boxes of who we think we should be. And I know you're expert in human design and I love human design because it literally gives us permission to be ourselves and to live by our design. And I wonder, how did you get on this path to be such a light and wanting other people to shine their own light? Well, my human design journey was probably about nine and a half years ago, but my spiritual self-development, this whole journey of where I am, this started when I was in my teens. Wow. I mean, buying self-help books, um, you know, buying astrology books, um, buying things on improving yourself. I, I never forget buying these books about confidence, about coaching, about, you know, I was buying the Tony Robbins books about performance and all of these things um, to help with your mindset and to help you pretty much just overcome any limitations that you had or anything like that. And then as I started just being in the world, going to college, you know, working, and I had, of course, rough periods and rough patches of doubting myself and not being where I wanted to be, but always really having this vision of greatness and just better than I was at that moment. And it was always in my mind, always a vision for me to excel, for me to do those things. And so, you know, it's, it's really an evolution over time that it's happened. It was, it's not like an overnight kind of thing where I'm just like, bam, like here I am. And this is what I do. It's, it really was a process of learning, unlearning, taking risk, um, you know, failing a lot. So, and then it's a culmination of that. And then this is really kind of the beginning. Mm, That's so beautiful. And I love that you're sharing that because sometimes we want to like speed up the process, right? Like, come on, give me the relationship, give me the money, give me the body. Like I want it now. And we don't realize we might not be ready for it because I don't know about you, AC, but if I would get the abundance and success that I have now, 10 years ago, I would most probably, right? I tell people all the time, if I would have gotten everything I wanted at 20, I would be on some reality show like, oh, my life is a mess. I've lost all my money and <laughs> I'm just a train wreck. Like it would, it would have just, I don't think I would have had the emotional capa- like capacity to hold space for myself mm. if I got what I wanted to get in my 20s. And so when I look at like kids, celebrities and stuff who don't have like um, a good like foundation or good people around them, I can't even imagine what their life is like. Yeah, it it must be painful, let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah. 
So what would you say to those people who are on the journey and they are feeling impatient? Because, you know, on my journey, deep, deep inside, I knew I'm meant for more. Like how you're speaking about this, this inner feeling of greatness. I, I kind of knew that I meant for more, but it's like, it took me like a decade of like real work. What do you tell the people that are on their journey and they're getting impatient? Well, I would say stop being impatient, but for one thing, you have to, a lot of people want success first, but it's just like, you have to fail a little bit. And a lot of people are afraid to fail. So therefore they don't move at all. They don't even pursue, they don't even try. So when it comes to being patient on your journey, it's really about you failing forward and, you know, making mistakes, trying new things, continuing to do stuff that, you know, pushes you one step closer to what you want to be, because it's just going to be really challenging for you to just, it's just not going to happen as fast. Some people, the stars align and they launch something and it takes off. However, that's really not sustainable because what are they building that foundation off of? Because now in your mind, you're like, well, everything I do is going to be successful. And then you do that first thing and successful. And then the second and third thing fails. And then your confidence and your ego is like, oh my gosh, what happened? And it's just like, no, the stars aligned. You happen to get really lucky and it launched well, or it, you know, people started knowing about you well, you know, faster, but the foundation was not there. So people are always looking for quick fixes. And it's just like, hey, um, take your time. Um, make sure that you are doing this for the right reasons. And also you have to allow the universe to interfere a little bit and reroute your course. Um, because the things that I truly, I mean, it's similar to the thing, you know, things I wanted in my 20s are similar to the things I wanted now in my 30s, but it's not completely the same. But I had to allow that room for other things to happen, for me to fail, for things to f feel like the world is over and then say, okay, no, I'm going to continue. I love this so much, allowing the universe to interfere, to reroute you because sometimes we are like in a depth of our like ideas of how the life should look like based on our own vision with the experience that we have but we are like well the universe has a little bit broader vision right so i am so happy that many of the things that i wanted didn't happen oh my god right so happy even with like my like just think like my college sweetheart like I wanted to we wanted to get married and then he broke up with me thank god like because I would probably be divorced now with like children <laughs> like you know what I mean so yeah girl I'm happily divorced now so <laughs> no so kids those... my dog doesn't count but right yes. so you know those things or just a, just a lot of stuff that you think is supposed to work out and then it doesn't. And, you know, there's a saying, you know, rejection is God's protection kind wow. of thing. Um, and I don't know who quoted that, but that's, it's so true is that, you know, when you look at God's spirit, the universe, if we really listen and we really pay attention, like spirit really looks out 
for us. If we think back into certain situations and how they unfolded and how you were removed from them. And it was just like, wow, spirit really saved my ass. Yeah. Like spirit really like protected me. And cause in those moments, you don't really see it, you know, when it comes to either job stuff or when it comes to relationships, friendships, or just situations, you know, partnerships. And, and you just look back and like, wow, spirit looked out for me and but at the time it didn't feel like that Mm. um and so it's just it's you just have to allow that kind of space between what you want and what spirit wants for you so beautiful so beautiful and i like i'm here like yes 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 so much yes to that because i i I truly align with everything you're saying and uh, i would love to take a step a little bit further than into the human design how did you why human design well, of course, my first love is astrology. You know, I'm in Barnes and Nobles as a teen, you know, in the metaphysical section, you know, with astrology and tarot and all of those things. You know, I'm a psychic channel just by birth. So I'm naturally psych gifted in those areas. And so it was just drawn to me in the metaphysical sense. But human design came to me at a time where I didn't know I needed it, but it found me. Um, I was doing an internship at a um, photographer's, uh, commercial photographer's here where I live now in the Maryland, D.C. area. And the makeup artist was, she was super into human design. She was a yogi, all of this stuff. And she's like, oh, you have to find out your aura type. And I'm just like, okay. And then she's telling me about them. And I'm just like, yes, I'm a manifester for sure. Because I just knew I was because I, you know, law of attraction, all of that stuff was popular. And I just knew I was and I found out I was a projector. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, this is stupid. Like, why am I a project? Like, this is dumb. And then I started looking up stuff and I couldn't really find anything back then. And then she hooked me up with this lady. I can't even remember her name. It's so weird. I'm trying to like search my emails, like to this day. And she you know, read my chart and it was an older lady. She was probably like in her at the time. So this is like almost 10 years ago. She was probably in her fifties and she, you know, read my chart and I was just like, oh my gosh, my whole life made sense. And like about two years prior to that, like a year and a half, two years, I had got my life coaching certification and I was just like, I don't know what to do. And then I met someone here and we clicked and they were all into Akashic, Akashic records and things like that. And then she was like, hey, let's open up a practice doing human design together. And so we brought all these courses, brought all these trainings and everything. And then she was just like, I don't want to do it anymore. And I was just like, okay, well, neither do I. And so <laughs> I... I really didn't want to do it by myself. And so I just started studying and learning and training just on my own. And what I was doing was analyzing and reading people's charts at work, trying to analyze my boss, like all of that stuff. (laughs) And so I was just using it mostly behind the scenes because I was kind of afraid of the internet. But so I was using it more in real life. Mm. Um, with coaching clients, I had a very small roster back then. It was, and I was, oh gosh, charging like ridiculously low amount in there. <laughs> and so um, I just started, you know, using it and then probably tip dibbling and dabbling online space with it. And then finally I just like broke out and just like, here I am. And then I just started 
using human design and teaching it from my perspective, um, which is, I feel is very different. Um, and that's just because I feel it's, everybody's always like, why isn't human design like taken off? Cause if you look at stuff like the Enneagram, yeah, that's like huge. And I think the Enneagram started before human design. Yes. Enneagram started either in the sixties or seventies. I'm not really sure. Or maybe even before that, but human design, even though it started in the late eighties, it's gone through these dips. It's like, sometimes it's popular, then it's not. And then sometimes it's popular and then it's not. And it's very interesting because what I find is that human design is a more accurate tool for a day-to-day kind of decision making Mm -hmm. so that's because everything else is just you know your natal chart and I like to the you know phrase that I've coined is that if you know your astrology your natal chart was a finished piece of Ikea furniture because everybody's built something from Ikea then human design is the instruction booklet on how to build that piece and so that's how that's how important human design is yeah. And so for it to go in and out of these waves is very interesting to me. Mm. Um, I mean, of course, astrology is not going anywhere because that's ancient kind of thing. But human design goes in these waves and it's just like, oh, it's so accurate. It's so I'm not saying that it matters more, mm-hmm. but it's it's just a more usable tool. Yeah. You know, I, I, I feel you on this one. I discovered human design just a couple of years ago, you know, because some of my coaching clients, they were into it. So they're like, oh, you know, human design. I was like, no, what it is. Right. So did my own research. I'm digging into it a little bit deeper now, just like understanding human design, reading books, taking courses, just so I understand. But it's so fascinating. Like you're saying, if I t- take like a personality test, like Enneagram, it's going to change my answers are going to change depending on what mood I am how am I feeling where I am in my life but when I'm reading human design it's always like oh my gosh yes 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 it's not changeable depending on my mood it's done and then I can choose it's not like you know it's done and and it's like set in stone but now I because I'm a generator I don't know okay (laughs) (laughs) I'm reading you girl I'm generator you know and and so many of the things that I learned about myself are just like I was thinking that something is wrong with me my whole life. And I'm like, oh, of course, of course. Now it makes sense. The way I think, the way I act, the way I behave with people, the way Mm -hmm. you execute within your business. Yes. All of those things. Learning to respond because for example, so like my mentor, she was like, oh, you got to sit down and write your course. I was like, it doesn't work like this for me. I cannot sit down and create something. I got to wait to get the inspired idea. So I was sitting on my course idea for two months because it's, and my team is sitting and waiting. I was like, well, I cannot force something. I got to get inspired. And then I respond to that. And then it's right. And when I do it this way, it's effortless and it's easy. Right. And then you're busting out the course in a night and you're, it's just like, there it is. 
that's what I do. Like, where did this come from? You know, I have generator friends and they're always, they're always texting me like, yeah, I'm just over here generating, you know, and they're creating courses and things when they're inspired or when they get something to respond to. Yeah. So powerful. So, um, and I know my audience is into the woo-woo thing like I am. So I would love to take a little bit deeper look and take it a little bit more on where I am, you know, unapologetically abundant. Do you think it would be possible to maybe just give you, give us a tips on how can we create abundance in our lives depending on our design? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for generators, the biggest thing for generators and generators hate this because I'm always like, it's all about mastery, mastering something. Mastery doesn't have to be a lifelong journey. However, in most cases, it's a chunk of time. Mm. Um, I always tell generators abundantly and when it comes to money, you're going to experience the most money when you become the best of the best at something. So whether you're baking cakes, whether you are doing hair. So if you become the best extension person, the best colorist in your salon, that is mastery. That can take you three months or it can take you three years. It really depends. Mm. And so once generators, and another thing for generators, that whole respond thing, that's really important. If you are just out there trying to do stuff and not responding to what people are saying to you, um, generators miss the mark a lot, you know, especially when it comes to career-wise and their natural gifts and abilities. You know, people can be saying to a generator for years, oh, you know, you're really great at baking cakes, wow, you're amazing. And it's just like, oh, I don't want to bake cakes. I want to build houses. And it's just like, okay, but why would you waste your time trying to learn how to build houses when 15 people say, oh my gosh, look how your cakes are amazing. And then you just ignore it. And it's just like, okay. That's what I did. Last, last, like last many years, people were telling me like, oh my gosh, like I feel so grounded. I feel so good around you. I feel like I get like so much clarity when I'm around you. I was like, I I didn't think it's a gift. I didn't think it's anything, you know? And now women hire me because of that, because of my femininity, because how I make them feel safe and ground. I I wasn't listening, AC. I wasn't. (laughs) And of course I created, but you are so right about the master. For example, I love art. I am, you know, I'm Taurus. So I just love anything beautiful. I love art and I find myself impatient. I would love, love, love to turn paint. But the mastery, it takes time. I don't want right. to invest my time in it. Right. And that's the thing. Generators don't want to invest their time, but that's what you have to do. You know, yeah. so when it comes to abundance, it's about mastery and finding and being the best of the best at something. For, man, for manifesting generators, the biggest thing for them, because they can do it all and they're here to find shortcuts to mastery, but they're going to make the most money and have the most abundance really when they keep their interest or their business ideas in the same wheelhouse. Manifesting generators like to be all over the place and they wonder why they don't get any traction. The goal for them is to keep it in the same wheelhouse. So we'll just use, I always use baking references. So instead of a manifesting generator owning a bakery and then also owning a hair salon, 
it's better for them to just own the bakery and then figure out, okay, what can I do? So I'm going to find the quickest way to, you know, make mini cupcakes. Then I'm also going to do tablescapes at weddings. Keep it in the same wheelhouse. That's where they'll find the most abundance. Find one overarching kind of theme or umbrella. I mean, and we'll just use these examples. Jennifer Lopez, Rihanna, Bethany Frankel, they're all manifesting generators. They all have in the same wheelhouse of their product line, what they do, how they show up. It's all in the, under the same umbrella. So when manifesting generators, when they have a lot of ideas, it's best to keep it in the same wheelhouse. That's the biggest thing. Love it. And then for projectors, I'm a projector. So abundance for projectors is very tricky. <laughs> it's very tricky. The, the biggest thing I can say, because projectors, we're waiting for the invitation. We're waiting to be recognized. The biggest thing for abundance is to follow your heart. Do what makes you happy. Do what you love. Because as you're doing what you love, your light kind of shines and radiates and then people start being attracted to you and they're like, oh, I want to invite you to do this. I want to invite you to do that. So as long as projectors are finding joy in whatever they're doing, that's how they can have more abundance. Oh my gosh. It's so beautiful because right before I jump on a call with you, I had a call with my client. She's projector. Oh. And I was telling her exactly what you just said. You get to find a joy. You mm-hmm. get to find a joy. What makes you happy? You know, it's so beautiful. Love it. And then for my manifestors, because manifestors, they're the only ones who can just do it. They are initiators of creation. So manifestors, the biggest thing for them when it comes to abundance is I always tell manifestors because J.K. Rowling, Maya Angelou, Ian Van Zandt, they're all manifestors. Wow. The biggest thing for manifestors is uninterrupted creative flow. So what works for them is writing. So anything that they can do that centers around writing is going to really help them with abundance because that's the only uninterrupted creative flow that you can possibly have is writing because you can write by yourself you can write alone anything else it's possibility for you to be interrupted and so having them write is the best thing and also a big thing for them is to when they start with these ideas and they have these ideas to try and find people who can help them complete the ideas and to execute them because manifestors are not finishers, they're starters. Um, And that's what they're here to do is to start ideas, to start things, but they need other people to assist them. And then last but not least, reflectors. Reflectors probably have it the easiest when it comes to abundance, even though they're so rare. Yeah, absolutely. I have two clients, reflectors. Well, the biggest thing for them, they can pick anyone who they love or who they admire and they can mirror what they're doing. So if they have an idol within their industry and they can say, oh, you know, I really want to be, you know, well, Sandra Bullock is a, a reflector. If I really want to be like Sandra Bullock, I want to have an acting career like hers. They can mirror that. They can mirror any marketing tactics as long as it feels good to them. If it doesn't feel good, then they will not, it won't work out. 
but they can mirror pretty much anyone because they are here to be a mirror to society, to our community. So if it feels good to them, then they can do that. That's where they're going to find it. the biggest thing with reflectors, as long as it feels good, energetically, emotionally, physically, as long as it feels good, they can thrive in pretty much any kind of like situation. Wow. That's so powerful. You are so amazing. My clients will be like all over you, you know. <laughs> Thank <laughs> like, you. Oh my gosh. Just, like I said, your work, it's absolutely incredible. Amazing. I love your style. And this is like so so to the point it's just like because i like in my head i'm playing who is what and everything you're saying i was like yes 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 so i was thinking uh, down the road write the book but i should leave it to the manifestors you're saying and don't write the books yeah do you i mean you can write books of course you're a generator you can do anything generate anything right <laughs> you can generate so that's not oh a big goodness. deal that is so beautiful and i so appreciate our time together um i also would love to ask you because before we start recording we're talking about like you know our health like rituals and everything like that what are some of your daily rituals that help you to stay really aligned and grounded in your day with, with the work with you do with people, it's a lot of energy. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, well, lately, um, my mom, when she was here, um, she helped me clean off my back porch and we set up like, I have lights out there that look like sparkles and table and chairs and, um, you know, a, uh, footstools and stuff. So I probably go out there at night at least, for five to 10 minutes and, you know, whether I'm having water or tea or something or, you know, some Moscato or something like that, then I just relax and just like take it in and just like kind of calm myself. But mostly importantly, um, I do a lot of candle rituals. Um, and so that really assists me in my day-to-day -day practices. So that's something that I use to stay connected just to source with, you know, candle rituals, um, you know, ritual baths and things like that. So, oh my goodness, I'm like, okay, we will have to record another episode about candles now. <laughs> well, if you would see my house, I used to say my house it's like a cemetery, and people would be like weird. So I was like, okay, my house it's like a temple. <laughs> <laughs> I have candles everywhere. I love candles, you know, and I would love to learn about some candle rituals because I just, you know, I do sometimes like when I do manifestation or prayer yelling for my grandma or something, but mm -hmm. um, do you have anywhere maybe on YouTube or I didn't, I don't think I saw it on your Instagram, but do you anywhere teach about the candle ritual? I, I will probably do a YouTube. I do have a YouTube channel that only has a few videos. There has mostly podcast episodes, but I'm going to be expanding there. But I, I will do stuff on that because I'm, so, I guess, because I do it so often, I don't think about it being like, I'm just like, well, this is what I do. Everybody should be doing it already. So I don't oh, think I wish. <laughs> about like showing people how to do it or anything but I will totally do something like that so people you know would know just how to you know just incorporate those things into their life I would absolutely love 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 that and like I said like you and me we will have to schedule like another one and now it's going to be about candles because yeah I we can talk about rituals and things yeah. like that okay so we 
Ladies, we're scheduling another date, so <laughs> like a double date. It was so good. We're already scheduling the second one, but it already is. Like, really, it, it, you are absolutely amazing. I love everything you're creating in the world. And uh, one last question. What would you love to share with a woman who are still on their journey, afraid to show up fully and afraid to be mm. themselves? Oh, I would, I will say this. I will say, how can, how, how, how will the universe know who to give the blessings to if you're not claiming them when the universe calls your name? Wow. I just because, it just because when you, because we always trying to be something else and, you know, but if your blessings have your name on it, so you have to show up as yourself. Mm. And you have to show up being who you are so the universe can send you what you are asking for. And the only way that you can receive that is if you show up as you. This is so beautiful, so true, so powerful. I don't want this to ever end. Can we just talk? <laughs> and I want to respect your night, respect your back porch. My back porch has a light too. And so I go sit there and I watch my hummingbird. So I, I fully respect that. I so appreciate you. I will definitely message you. So we schedule the rituals. I, I absolutely love rituals and I would love, love, love to be the one who was like, hey, let's do the YouTube. Let's start here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so, so funny because I find that sometimes when we do things that are so normal for us, we don't realize that other people are might not be yet doing right, it. Right, right, like, exactly. My morning ritual, it's sacred to me. My weekly money ritual, rituals are like no brainer for me. And people are like, what? Date with money? Relationship with money? What? And for me, it changed my life and changed my finances. And I truly believe that. Oh, I have to get that information. A date with money. I need that. Okay. So I will, I will send it to you. I will send it to you. I can email it to you. Um, I'll connect with you on Instagram. You can just drop me your email and send it to you. All of my clients do weekly dates with money. And I, um, it's so fascinating. I was looking back in one year, what I wrote as like a desire. And it was mm. like fire stretch for me. Like back then, just a year ago, it was far stretch for me. Right. Like, just like, wow. It was just yeah. Like, like why? Like, oh, I wanted to do it like a money, certain money I wanted to do a month. And when I was doing my money date last week, I did it in a week. Wow. That's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm messaging you now. Send me the money date. <laughs> all of the worksheets and I'm doing even uh, a money course next month. Oh, that's so awesome. I find that my clients are just not having relationship with money and it doesn't matter how much you work or. Right. If you, you don't work. have a relationship, you, it's, it's not an alignment. Yes. And so. Yep. We're doing it. We're doing it. You talk to me about the rituals. I talk to you about money and. Look and at that. Right? Like how divine the connection. So I'm really excited about future collaborations together. And I'm so grateful that we are living in the same lifetime we do. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. That, that, now that meant a lot. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you so much. 